Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back this morning with Sherry Seligson, and we are talking this week about the power of words for our children. What do, how, how do we relate to our kids with our words, with our actions, with our, our expressions, with our body language, all of the things that make us as a person and how we communicate with them? What does that tell our children um, about who they are, about who we are, and how do we foster a really good, positive relationship by building up our kids with our words? But first, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. I am grateful for CTC Math because, as you know, I am not a big mathy person. I don't love math, but the people at CTC Math do love math, and so they've created this amazing curriculum for you and for me. Go to ctcmath.com. It's an online program that you can go to and try it out for free. See if it's a good fit for your family, ctcmath.com. Um, so Sherry's with us this week, and it's funny. I, I brought her in for episode one, and I didn't even let her introduce herself. We just started talking about words. Apparently, I have a lot of words this week. So Sherry, tell us a little bit about you and who you are, what you do, and your family. Um, okay, I have four children. My husband and I have four children. We homeschooled them kindergarten through 12th grade, and they're now all graduated um, and doing various careers. And um, it's been a joy to watch them go through that process. I, I worked as a marine biologist before we had children at Walt Disney World and loved science, loved teaching science. When you get when you get known as a person who loves science in the homeschool community, everybody's like, well, you teach my children. Right. And so it just kind of happened. I began to teach co-ops. And um, now I write curriculum for Apologia Educational Ministries, uh, multiple curricula. And then I do instructional videos for their upper middle school and high school courses, um, teaching kids everything, including the experiments. We go places all over the world to video what the science is that we're talking about so children can see and learn. And so I love to do that. Um, I love encouraging moms. And so now I, I write and I speak and I uh, love my family. So that is what I do right now. That is awesome. Well, you are a great encouragement to me. And I know so many others. You've been on the homeschool conference speaking circuit for quite some time. And so I know many people already know who you are and that's exciting. Um, you're, you're one of those homeschool celebrities. And oh. um, so it's, it's fun to get to have you on the podcast with me. Um, you know, as we're talking about words, I, I, we, we talked in the first episode about how our words can negatively affect our kids and how we can build our kids up. I want to take it a little bit further. And, and I'm, as we're talking about this, what about kids who are just disengaged when we're trying to talk with them and, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking words to them and we're speaking them kindly, but they're just completely disengaged. They're not hearing anything that we're saying. And so I find oftentimes that moms will feel like they need to maybe raise their voice in order to be heard or, you know, somehow, you know, get right in front of their faces or something like, you know, moms are like, how do I get through to this kid who's just not listening to the things that I'm saying, or they hear it, they can repeat it, but then it just goes in one ear and out the other. How do we communicate with those kids? You know, that's a, that's a, that's a big topic. Um, but there are certain things that we can do to try to, uh, get into their world. You know, there, this particularly happens as they're transitioning through middle school to high school, they're maturing, their body's changing, their emotions are all over the place, boys and girls. And it, it's, they're trying to figure out who they are. They're even their faith. Um, they they are transitioning from resting on mom, writing on mom and dad's faith, to 
owning their own faith. And so they're questioning things. And, and sometimes they'll ask really, really hard questions. And I don't know the answer. And so we have to learn it together and we approach it together. It's okay to say, I don't know. But when they're disengaged, I think they're trying to be their own person and they don't know how to do that in our household. We kind of talked a little bit about that last the last session. Um, I think one thing we need to do is to, to get on their level. And, and the example I, I like to use is when you're talking to a three-year-old, you know, three-year-old comes up, let's say a neighbor's three-year-old and they want to tell you something. First thing you do is squat down mm-hmm. at eye level, right? You, you get on their level and you, you communicate better face-to-face. And that's kind of metaphorically what I'm saying. So we want to get into their world. We want to know how they click. We want to know what their likes are, their dislikes, and ask them questions about it. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to use another example that's not video games, but you can use insert video games because that's often the place where we see our children and we can't engage with them. Um, one of my children absolutely loved music and we saw his giftedness and he wanted to get into music and people were like, oh, you guys know science and math, you and your husband. And so you're going to teach your kids and you, you're going to connect with all your kids. And it's going to be great. I'm like, God in his wisdom gave us this creative, uh-huh. this not just outside the box, but outside the house, outside the city. Right. He's <laughs> super creative. And, and we knew he had a giftedness and loved music and he actually majored in music. And I didn't understand his world. I didn't know, you know, he's talking all these genres and things and plays instruments and, and played beautifully. And so I started asking him questions about what he loved. And he started telling me about it. And he's also our video game lover too. And so he'd be playing a video game. And what is it that you like about this video game? You know, is it, is it, sometimes it's, it's the cinematography. Sometimes it's the, the fact that they're playing as a team and, and so, you know, whatever it is, the puzzles. And so ask them questions about what they love. Start showing an interest in them. Again, this is, like I said last time, this is about relationships. Yeah. We want to come alongside our children and, and love them and not just love them because they're our children. We want to love them for who they are. God made them very uniquely and not like us in many cases. And so oftentimes they're disengaged because they don't get us. You know, if you're an extrovert and you have an introvert child, that's going to be an instant complication. You know, you're like, why aren't you wanting to do this with me? Why aren't you wanting to go here? And they just, it's exhausting for them to be, um, around people. So when they are around people, if you know that they're an introvert, they need to have some alone time to recharge, not because they don't want to be with you, but they need to recharge. Right. And those who are extroverts need to be with people. And so they're ha- they get recharged by being around people. That's just one small example about who our kids are. So we want to be students of our children in, in the fact yeah. that we want to learn about how God made them because the, the personalities, the abilities, the strengths, the skills, the weaknesses are unique to them for the purposes he has for them in the future. And you may not see it right away. I, I can, I have such a blessing of, of having a little bit of perspective now, looking back at where my kids were and what they were doing and the things that frustrated me, um, the, the differences of personalities, the differences of likes and different, and, and seeing how, oh God, you're using that for this. Oh, this is helping them here or there. Even learning issues, learning disabilities, some of my kids had, we, we have four kids. We have many different learning issues, processing issues. And I see how those benefited them now um, looking back. And it they disengage from a, for a lot of reasons. They can be angry about something and you don't know it. And so pestering, pestering, pestering is going to make them just draw more inward. Right. So we need to slowly engage them in areas that are not 
um, not barrier areas. Just, I want to know, I want to know what you're doing and what you love and tell me more about it. And when they tell you, listen, look for ways you can, can engage with them. So this is not when the clash happens. This is before and after those clashes happen so that they are more willing to open up to you. Mm-hmm. you know, share your heart for them to them too. share struggles. You know, that's something that my husband and I learned later on. We don't want to be appear perfect to our children. Yeah. And the more we continue to guide them and, sh- and shepherd them and encourage them, no, this is not how you do it. This is how you do it. No. They think we're, we, we know it all and we figured it out. It is so important to share our struggles with them. Not like opening up dirty laundry, but you know, I'm really struggling to have a good prayer time. You know, I would, what do you think I should do? Or, you know, I, I have this, when every time I'm around this person, I tend to blurt out something. I mean, whatever it is that we're struggling with, um, it could be a struggle with too much time on the screen. You know, I'm, I'm spending too much time on Facebook. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. What do I do? You have suggestions, get their opinion. Yeah. That shows them that we're still works in progress too. And so that, that transparency bonds them a little bit more to us and they're, they know we're for them. We trust them. We love them. Um, and it helps pull them out of that disengagedness. We want to pursue them and it happens. That's the, that's something I believe that we as the church need to be more aware of that as parents, we are afraid to open up to other families that we're struggling with our children, that we're having issues. And you don't have, again, not to air dirty laundry. But to be vague and and yet in a transparent way, what do I do? I have a child who's doing this and I don't know what to do. You don't have to say which one, but it we we shouldn't be embarrassed to share in a safe place. Yeah. And we should be for other families so that we can come alongside and pray for one another and encourage one another because this is a thing. This happens. Our kids can become disengaged. They can live in worlds we don't know. And as the world is changing so rapidly and technology is now not just a possible thing, but it's almost a requirement in many households because everything is virtual now. Right. And so we have, we have to face it and we have to approach it in a, in a good way. Um, and we have to attack it in, in a, in, in a way that we can be healthy through using these tools that we have and, um, and have the conversations with our kids. We're dealing with sin nature. You know, everybody who has a child, knows that they're born with a sin nature because after mama, the next word they learn is no or mine. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, it's a selfish thing. And we are, we are training them from that first day. And so we have to realize all of us have a sin nature, each of us, and we have to be transparent and say, I, I need prayer. I need help. Please. And, and know that we need to be for someone who opens us up to us like that. And in the same way in our households as well. Our, our, our disengaged children need to follow family guidelines. There's going to be hard and fast guidelines that have, you know, consequences. Those are, those are hard. God's given us as protectors over our children. So those have to be there, but we need to consider the uniqueness of the kids and help them to navigate this transition to adulthood that, um, in, in a safe confines of our, our family, our household, our, our community where the stakes aren't as high so that they're prepared for adulthood um, and future future being with parents, being parents themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is such great input. You know, the two things that, that I really pulled out of that are one, to become students of our kids, which we know. Um, and again, you, you mentioned this in the first um, episode that homeschooling gives us 
such a, a, an advantage when it comes to our kids. And this is one of the areas that we really do have a great advantage is we, be get, we, we get to be the best students of our children because we get to learn who they are and all their quirks and their weaknesses and their strengths and everything that makes up who they are as people. We know them better than anyone. Even our kids who are disengaged, mom and dad know them better than anyone else because we're the ones who are with them, but then also to pursue our kids. And I think that that's so important. I think sometimes when our kids are disengaged, it it's easy for us to just be like, you know what? It's fine. Whatever. You're going to, you do you, I'll do me. You go off to your room and do your thing and I'll do my thing. And, you know, we'll come together for mealtime. And, and that's not, that's, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not living as a, as a body or a family. No. Right. right exactly. It, it can be, you know, let's all go to our respective corners for a while, but we need to come sure. back because, you know, there's, there's that we don't, we don't want them and we don't want to follow them and say, no, wait, no, you can't leave. No, you can't leave. Right. Stay here, stay here, stay here. Because yeah. we can pester them and pepper them with words so much right. that overwhelms. Right. Again, especially if you've got an introvert. Um, so right. we need to consider that. Um, yeah. It takes prayer. It takes, it sure. takes on our knees. Yeah. Oh, doesn't all of parenting. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow Him wherever He leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution coach at patriotacademy.com. Again, that's patriotacademy.com. We are back with Sherry. Uh, that is such great encouragement. I, I love um, just being reminded once again of why we do what we do and the advantages that we have as homeschool parents. I want to um, talk about another kind of words when it comes to our kids and talk about the person who has a lot of words. And I want to talk about this on both ends because there are people who just have a lot of words that they need to use up. You know, I forget what the number is, but you know, everyone has like, you know, I don't know, 400,000 words in a day, you know, um, that they need to get out that the average person, I guess, but some people it seems like they have 4 million words and then other people have like 400 words. <laughs> and I have a, a, a child who loves to talk and I, I love hearing her talk and I love talking with her and she is such a delight. But sometimes I just have to say, you know what, honey, we, we did it today. As a matter of fact, it was lunchtime and she was just talking, 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 talking. And I just say, you know what, honey, for five minutes, I want you to practice silence. And she responds so well to it. I mean, she'll just mm -hmm. say, okay. And so for five minutes, she was just quiet and she didn't say anything. Uh -huh. And then she realizes like, <laughs> okay, I am talking too much. And she'll ask me sometimes, you know, am I talking too much? Yes, honey, you are. Let's mm -hmm. cut down on the words. But sometimes mom is the one who has a lot of words. 
And when it comes to speaking with our kids, and you you talked a little bit about this for the child who's the introvert, we can just go on and on and on and on and just talk nonstop to where our kids are just like, please be quiet. Um, so can we talk about kind of both ends of that, the kid who talks too much and the parent who talks too much? Yeah, um, I, I identify with those experiences. <laughs> we have a similar um word lover in our household who um, was constantly chatting and chatting and chatting and the others were not and um, it got frustrating and I I kept coming up with James uh, 119 be quick to listen slow to speak and so we we kept we, we tried to encourage that we want to have as much time in our conversation listening as we do talking because if all you're doing is talking then you're not hearing the other person and you're actually shutting them out. And so uh, we tried to, again, we tried to go back to those basic principles that they can follow, understanding their love to talk and allowing them, just like you said, you know, five minutes and then talk again. Let's talk again and catch up. But understanding each other's differences, each other's uniqueness. We, we tried to tell the others, understand the uniqueness of this one. Understand that they're wired this way. And God's going to use that skill. Absolutely. That's a skill. Yes. That, that for their future. And sure enough, I can, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now. That child as an adult is doing something where words and a lot of words are really, really important in their career. And so he made this child that way. And so we have to first appreciate that. And mom yep. and dad, if one of you were like that, he made you that way for whatever good purposes he has. But we, if we're the ones who are doing lots of words, we need to remind ourselves to do as much listening as we are speaking mm-hmm. so that we are telling the other person, you matter to me. And I want to hear your story. I want to hear what you have to say because you're important too. If we overwhelm and do so much, then we really were, we're ignoring them. Yeah. So it, it's a balance and it, it takes time and it takes training. I still need training. I'm not, I'm not one of the ones that speaks a lot of words. I don't say enough in our household. I'm the quiet one. And so I have to learn to start communicating. Oh, I haven't talked to this child today. I'm just, you know, I mean, if they're not talking and I'm not talking. I'll just get in my little world and do my old things. Yeah. And so um, you have to identify these are areas. Okay. To build a relationship, I've got to connect. And so I've got to listen to them. And I got to talk to them. And if, if, if you're the parent who does tons of talking, then you know, talk to them purposefully and specifically, but then hear them, ask them questions. Don't pepper them with questions, but ask them questions so that they can then join your conversation. Yeah. So that you're not just talking at them as one-sided. I think one of the cool things about another cool thing, there are so many about homeschooling is um, when we get, we have, we want to have quality time with our children mm-hmm. and really you can't have good quality time without quantity time. Because those important conversations happen during the course of your day. Right. You might be reading something from history and reading about it. And all of a sudden, one of the kids will pose this really deep question that you can tell is personal. And you can say, book, go aside here. Let's talk about this. Yeah. We have the time. Here's an important point. You know, I used to try to set like, and we still, and th- these are good to do, have little um, dates with your, with your children individually yeah. and have some tea or whatever and, or take them someplace. And conversation can happen there, which is great because there's fewer distractions. But I started feeling like I would say, okay, we're at our, we're at our quality time now. We, we got our ice cream. We want to talk. Go. And I would say that to them. They'd look at me like with this blank stare. Right. What are we supposed like, to talk about? We have nothing to say right now. I mean, you could tell 
And I would be like pulling it out of them and trying to get them and realizing I'm, you know, sometimes we would just sit and enjoy being together. And I would, I, I was feeling defeated and I realized I can't make those quality times happen. I can enjoy the process. And yeah. because we're with them so much, we have the opportunity to grab the quality times when they happen and have those communications and have those deep conversations and feel free mom and dad to say, I don't know. That's a hard one. Let's, let's, let's find out, or let's pray about this. Or, you know, I want to know just, it's important to you. It's important to me. Um, Again, there's that relationship, but it's using our words and it's by listening, um, which helps the the loquacious ones, the ones who like to use lots of words um, to know that they're being heard Mm -hmm. and they, um, and they need to hear as well. It's it's a two way communication is two ways. So they can say there are 500 words in in one sentence and here (laughs) you're 10, as long as they're giving some time for the seesaw to go a little bit back and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's great stuff. <laughs> I, I tell my girls all the time, especially the one who likes to talk a lot, to ask questions to other people. You know, when when she meets, especially when she meets new people, you know, don't just tell her all about you and your life and your world, but ask questions. You know, where are you from? You know, we we do a lot of traveling, of course. And so my girls are often in situations where they're meeting new people and you know, ask their name. What do they do? What do they enjoy? You know, what whatever the questions are. And so um, you know, that my, my girls have gotten pretty good at that. And I think that's a really good thing for, uh, especially the big talkers, um, to learn to do that, but we are out of time. Um, but we are going to be back tomorrow. We're going to continue talking about, um, just some encouraging things, um, that we need as mamas, um, in this wonderful world of homeschooling. Thank you, Sherry, for joining me today. And thank you guys for joining us and listening in. Um, If you have not yet watched Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, watch it. Go to schoolhouserocked.com. All the information you need is there on the website. And also, if you've not yet left a review for this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would go on iTunes and leave a review. It's pretty easy. Just go to your app on your phone, click on that iTunes app and leave a review. I think I'm sure you probably do it on other apps as well, Uh, but we would really appreciate it if you would do that. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.